Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, PT. A huge shout out to PT Praise and Worship team. God bless you. Definitely thankful to be here. Also want to give a shout out to uh, the people behind the cameras, behind the scenes, making this happen. Huge shout out to Jeff, um, as well as Samaya, Kevin, and others. Uh, just want to, at the onset, really praise God for Bishop Green um, and the executive leadership team here at PT. I am honored to speak before you uh, this afternoon. My name is Christopher Hope. Um, as Bishop shared, I am a member of Pentecostal Tabernacle proudly um, and also, uh, most importantly, a child of God. And so as we get into this, I would like to start first with the reading of Scripture. Uh, just praise God to be here amongst all of you. In the book of Exodus, chapter 19, verses 17 to 20. I'm reading from the New International Version. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. The Lord descended to the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up. Amen. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for bringing us together, Father. We pray for your Holy Spirit of unity to continue to bind us all together in Christ's name, to bind this nation in Christ's name. Lord, we give you the glory and we just pray that this word will reach and do exactly what you have purposed it to do, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So a little bit of background on this particular scripture in Exodus chapter 19. If you're reading Exodus or have read Exodus, you'll know that essentially the Israelites were led through the Red Sea. And at this time, Moses uh, went up Mount Sinai. God had a plan for the Israelites to go through Red Sea and to give them freedom, to give them liberation. And I believe God has a plan for us now, just today. Amen. So here in Exodus chapter 19, verses 17 to 20, God reveals himself to Moses on Mount Sinai. One of the important things that you'll notice when you read the Bible and really get inside of different books, you'll see a constant reality of climbing up mountains, going up your mountain, going up a mountain. To, and, and the wonderful thing is that we know, according to the word of God, remarkable things happen once you get to the mountaintop. The mountaintop is the very place where Dr. Martin Luther King says that he has been, and he sees where we are now in 2020 in his last speech, the I've been to the mountaintop speech. This was an amazing speech that he preached, the last one, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee in 1968, shortly before he was assassinated. In other scriptures, you'll see constant references to mountains. This morning, I was really inspired by Bishop Green and his message on valleys. And so today, I would like to share with you uh, a few observations that I've made about, about mountains specifically. Next slide, please. So the title of the message today is Crossing Over. We are all in this together, and we are trying to cross over that other side of that mountain. As a nation, as a community, 
as a faith community, we, we have a, a multiracial, multi-ethnic community. How do we cross over this, these mountains in our lives together? Third slide, please. So first, there is a question of the week. Last week, Troy Van Voorst shared a sermon that God is one. What are the four ways that God is one? The hint here is starts with a Q, a U, a P, and an I. So that is the question of the week. Uh, thank you, Troy Van Voorst. But uh, what are the four ways that God is one? Your, please send your responses to families at ptspice.org. Now back to the message, in every season, there are going to be mountains that we have to climb in our lives. Many of you are trying to climb a mountain right now, at this moment. You're trying to get on the other side of unemployment, to think about how COVID-19 has just obliterated certain industries and people are suffering. You may be on the other side of trying to get on the other side of failing health, on the other side of depression, on the other side of survivor's guilt, even on the other side of having material success but spiritual poverty during this time. I want to take a moment now and to really sit with this, and I want you to ask yourself, what are the mountains in your life right now? Part of the church's role is to help shepherd you through these mountains and is by the grace of Christ. So why are mountains important? Mountains symbolize, ultimately, where the place where God speaks to you. In Matthew, for example, Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 7, we see that Jesus went up on the mountainside and gave the Sermon on the Mount. He said, blessed, and he blessed everyone with the Beatitudes. Hence, like, blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of God. It is also the place where you get closest to God. Another example of that is the transfiguration of Christ in Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 8. This will look different in everybody's personal spiritual experience. Your mountains are, may look different than mine. And as everyone here, it may look different. But at the final analysis, everyone is climbing over mountains. It also symbolizes a higher form of consciousness. Once you've completed the climb of a mountain, now you have new knowledge and new wisdom. Hence, we saw that Moses climbed the Mount Sinai, got to the top, and talked. To God spoke to him. And what came out of that? He came down with a new law, the Ten Commandments. He came down with the law for his people. Something new happens at the mountaintop something that never existed before, that only God could usher in birth into the world, into your world. At the higher consciousness, you're operating on a higher level, and you're ready to, and prepared to climb even greater mountains. It is important that we reach the summit this season at PT. The Holy Spirit has been speaking to us, speaking to the leadership team. September is going to be a pivotal month in this church's history. The summit of the mountain is where God talks to you most. It's the place of salvation, like in Genesis chapter 8, verse 4, when the ark, of the co- where the ark was on Mount Ararat. Or it's the place of breakthrough, as we see in 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 20 to 40, where Elijah slays the 450 false prophets. 
Next slide, please. The one with the Mount, Mount of Temptation. A little bit about me, by the grace of God, I've been able to experience different mountains myself. On a, on a literal level, I've been able to travel to Israel, travel to different parts of the world. By great God's grace, I've been able to hike up Mount Sinai, I've been able to go to the Mount of Olives, where you see cemeteries. You, you all, I've also been blessed to go to the Mount of Temptation, which is in Jericho, the Promised Land. That picture was me at, the, uh, at uh, the middle point of the Mount of Temptation. Upon my reflection of many of these experiences in these places that are deeply important and connected to myself, I'm going to compare these experiences to what it takes for a Christian to overcome challenges to get to that summit in their lives. What are some of the things you will need to cross over the other side of the mountains? That is the question this morning. And through my observations, I would like to share the five R's with you. Next slide, please. The five R's are refreshment, relief, rigging, resilience, and a ride. So let's start off with the, the first R, refreshment. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 13, the Lord says, Lord, you are the hope, it reads, Lord, you are the hope of Israel. All who forsake you will be put to shame. Those who turn away from you will be written in the dust because they have forsaken the Lord, the spring of living water. So we see here that refreshment is a huge, important thing for the believer. The idea that on your journey, on your hike, in this time, it's imperative that we get the living water of Christ. We get the living water of the word of God. Additional scriptures and references of God and, and God's word being like water are in John chapter 4, verse 10, John chapter 4, verse 14. The need for refreshment here speaks to staying in the word of God. We must be replenished by the word of God on our journey this year. I, I don't know about you if you've ever been hiking or mountain climbing, but when you are hiking, not drinking water can equal death. Spiritual thirst is at its highest right now during the, the era of COVID-19. It's imperative for us, the body of Christ, to stay in the word of God during this season and to stay connected to the word. Attending Thursday, Tuesday night Bible study is a huge opportunity for you, whether you're connected with Pentecostal Tabernacle or perhaps you're watching this and you're a visitor, being able to tune in on Tuesday night at 7, go to ptspice.org and receive the word of God and be able to connect with individuals that are also seeking the word of God. These things are imperative in the time that we are, we are in currently. Next slide, please. So after we talked about refreshment, let's talk about relief. And I'll read from the book of Mark chapter 1, verse 35, the NIV version. Very early in the morning while it was dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. What is your solitary place? What is your solitary place? Do you have one? Additional scriptures that cover being refilled by spending personal time with God 
You can find those in Mark chapter 2, verse 13, Matthew 14, 13. Uh, Ultimately, these scriptures speak to us about being more intentional to be re-energized. Jesus often sought solitude. He was always traveling away from the crowd to seek God, hear from God, to be refilled and replenished by God. We must be more intentional during this season about self-care and finding our shade. Now, you could rush up a mountain, and sure, you could do that very quickly in two to three hours, but at what cost? Are you going to have enough energy to hike back down, to get on the other side? This is going to be a lifetime of climbing. I think of myself often, am I burning my candle on both sides? How are we addressing our own spiritual and emotional needs during this time? Obviously, tuning in on Sunday, getting the word of God and being fed is one way. And I'm praying that encouraging all of us to seek God on our own in our own personal time. The next slide, please. So we talked about relief. Now let's get into rigging. In chapter, Exodus chapter 4, verse 17, I'm reading the NIV. But take this staff in your hand so you can perform the signs with it. That is what the Lord says to Moses. So even Moses was given a staff. This, in my opinion, speaks to our support. Who is your support? Who is in your corner? Who can you honestly call up right now or later on today when you're going through whatever you're going through and share your darkest, deepest secrets? And they can pray with you. Another word for rigging is equipment. In hiking, you need proper boots. You need clothing. You need even a staff, as we see in Moses' uh, Moses case. Who is on your staff? Bishop Green preached a sermon about this called staff, S-T-A-F-F, and I thought that was really remarkable. Who are the people that support you, whether they're here in the Pentecostal Tabernacle community, whether they're in your own communities? We try to provide enormous amounts of support for all of the, the folks that are here at PT and beyond. A couple of ways that you can plug in is through our small groups. You could find small groups, again, on ptspice.org. And that is a way to check in weekly to really be accountable and to talk to people about what's going on. Our church is growing and growing, and sometimes it can feel so isolated. But by the grace of God, PT has done an amazing job in creating these systems for us to prosper. For example, my, one of my oldest brothers had, an, uh, unfortunately, a stroke earlier this year. And he wasn't a believer, but in the midst of him healing, the small group that I was participating in um, by Brother Leon, huge shout out to Brother Leon and Valerie, uh, Sister Valerie, but in their small group, we prayed every week for my brother, and the church was praying, and thank you so much, church, for your prayers. But sure enough, my brother Craig, he got better and better each day, and he got out of the hospital, out of intensive care, and eventually actually attended the small group. Like, if you were to tell me at any point, like, he would ever attend a church small group, he did. And that is by the grace of God to see the, the word come into his heart in such an amazing way. And he had continued to stay in the PT small group. And the fact that we had that available 
is a testament to how the church is flexible and adapting to creating this rigging, creating systems of support for our people. So I want to encourage you, make sure you have your supports in this time. The next R is resilience. And I'll be reading for James chapter 1, verse 3. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. This speaks to our faith. And I was going to say your faith, but it's our faith. This speaks to faith. I did not grow up in the church. I did not grow up in a religious environment. Um, I've climbed many mountains, not literal, but just other mountains in my life. Uh, and unfortunately, my father, uh, James Hope, was a great man. But uh, unfortunately, he had a really severe heart disease. And I saw him, unfortunately, dissolve right in front of my, right in front of my eyes. Uh, to lose my father at an early age. Saw my mother, unfortunately, passed away in my arms. She had an aneurysm many years ago, and the church, thankfully, was there in the midst of that to support. Um, and my mother, Renee Hope, she was actually a member here. But going through these mountains, one of the things that I learned is that resilience is super important. Resilience is pivotal to getting through the trials and tribulations that we are facing day to day, whether it's the loss of a loved one, whether it's financial challenges that we're having, mental challenges that we're having. This hike is a marathon, not a race. There'll be bumps, there'll be places where you'll fall, and we're gonna have to get back up. Sometimes we're actually gonna have to go backwards to a different part of the mountain just to get forward and go forward up. You don't always also know how much time you have to reach to the top of the mountain. The journey requires faith. The thing about climbing your mountain is that the more you climb also, the more obstacles it seems that there are to climb. Every day it feels like there's something else to overcome. Just when our emotions were coming down and my emotions were starting to come down a little from the killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, now we have brother Jacob Blake and Jacob Blake is murdered. Our nation is hurting, our state is hurting, our communities are hurting. And I wanna create a space for you to validate your pain, to validate your hurt, and the hurt that systemic and structural racism is causing our society, us, our families, our communities. We serve a multiracial, multi-ethnic church as well as a multiracial, multi-ethnic community. But as a black man, I recognize that there are 37.5 American-born blacks in the US. That's roughly around 12% of the United States population. And I'm very concerned for my people. I'm concerned that we are emotionally exhausted, spiritually exhausted. And I am encouraging you this moment, if you hear nothing else, know this, that we have to find strength in this time we have to find strength in the struggle and the victory of our ancestors and in Christ and in God's word to continue to persevere through the dark and stormy clouds of ignorance, ignorance and racial injustice and through a new horizon of what we know that our Lord Christ can do in our lives and in this society. In Jesus' name. So resilience is something that builds character, 
but it is also something that has to be lived and it has to be part of our lived experience in Christ. The next slide, please. The final point I would like to share with you is you need a ride sometimes. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 5, say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foil of a donkey. Earlier, I shared a picture of me at the Mount of Temptation on a donkey. That was my, my donkey when I was in Israel. Shout out to Bananas. <laughs> that was the name of the donkey. Uh, but I, I mentioned this because to echo Bishop Green's sermon on donkeys, if you have a steep journey, sometimes you should bring a donkey. Sometimes the journey requires more than what you can do alone. The challenges we face in our day-to-day lives sometimes require a prayer partner. Some require other people to carry that weight with us. One of the important things that this church offers is prayer. As, as uh, Executive Pastor Kia mentioned earlier today, we see, we see that we have morning prayer at 6 a.m. every day. And we see that we have midnight prayer also from Monday through Friday. And if you want information on that, please go to ptspice.org. These are opportunities to lean in and to catch a ride with other people, other believers that can pray into your life, that can speak and manifest God's word for your God-given purpose in Jesus' name. So you've climbed the top of the mountain. You know, we've talked about relief, we've talked about rigging, we've talked about all of the different aspects, all the five R's. But the mountain climb doesn't stop there. You still have to climb down the mountain. But this climb will be much easier, and you will have gained something new. Just as Moses came down with the word of God, the Ten Commandments, once you reach your summit, once we reach our summit, we are coming down with something new. We're coming down by the grace of God with either the great awakening, with revival, with something new in the midst of the turmoil. But something new is going to be ushered and birthed through us in this season. Many of us think that this is not fair, and that life is not fair. I do want to validate your frustration and your pain. It is valid. I found for myself that when I truly accept that life is going to be hard and that I'll have so many challenges in my life, that is at the time when I realize that I am having an easier time in my journey, that trials and tribulations are going to come, and they're going to come to everyone. But it's in our faith in Christ that we persevere and we are made whole. This season, there will be more valleys and and mountains uh, to go through. But you will now have new tools, or at least rehash these tools that you're already applying in your life and can live your experience and your walk with God to the glory of Christ. No matter where you are, no matter if you're watching this online, if you're watching this on your laptop, at your home, I want to make an invitation to you. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to invite him into your life right now. 
And if you would like to receive Jesus Christ, all you have to do is please say this prayer with me. Lord God, I admit that I am a sinner. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ died on my behalf in order to cleanse me from my sins. I believe that Jesus arose from the grave to give me a new life in him. God, you said in the Bible, whoever calls on your name shall be saved. So I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart, save me, and make me God's child. Amen. For those who have received salvation, uh, please send, an, send us an email. The email address is mail at ptspice.org. That's mail at ptspice.org. May God continue to bless you, to keep you, and may the Lord's influence, power, and impact work through you and in us as a church and as visitors of this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope that this service was a blessing. We want you to know that we are here for you. If you desire us to pray with you, please go to ptspice.org forward slash pray for me, where you can join our post-service prayer room or submit a written prayer request. 